This is Marching In, a brand new Southampton FC podcast hosted by me, Luke Innes, and Sam Apperton. Music is from the immensely talented Lawrence Norton. We would really appreciate a follow on Spotify and on Twitter, where you can find us at Marching In Pod. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Marching In. Uh, we are yeah, doing a bit of a different pod today. So we are doing a Norwich City preview, and I'm delighted to be joined by my good friend, Johnny Drabble, who is a Norwich fan, but he's from Lincoln. And that's, I guess, how we, we know each other, a few connections, but we've become good friends ourselves now. But starting with that, what is, what is the backstory there? You're from Lincoln, but you're a Norwich fan. Talk the listeners through that. Yeah, welcome. Thanks for having me, Luke. Um, yeah, I suppose uh, it came about growing up from, from Lincoln. Um, got two older brothers who um, and, and dad who are keen, keen football fans. Uh, Nottingham Forest was kind of a big, big club um, close to Lincoln, as well as obviously Lincoln City. Um, dad went to, to follow European Cup finals with Clough, um, was fanatical there. So my oldest brother followed suit, became a Forest fan. And then for some reason, uh, middle brother took a liking to, to Norwich growing up. He liked the yellow kits and Jeremy Goss, the famous goal at, at Bayern Munich. And Norwich were doing quite well in the Premier League those days. So he took a liking to, to Norwich and always requested the, the yellow Norwich kits. And one of my first memories of growing up watching football was, was watching Nottingham Forest free Norwich. And um, with, without you know, causing too much of a divide in the family, I decided to... to to follow Norwich to make it two and two on there but we've all kind of had Lincoln as um had followed Lincoln as well growing up especially recently with their rise so yeah and from that from my brother kind of always living away it was always a good excuse to to, to meet up and go to watch Norwich games and go from there so that's how it started and um, yeah it's been an interesting journey ever since. Very likeable club aren't they Norwich I, I feel. The Norwich fans dislike that they get called a likeable club no I think it's quite a nice obviously Norwich is just a bit a bit out of the way and everyone kind of laughs at the rivalry with, with Ipswich um and it, it's not it's nice going to watch games you know I, I don't live in Norwich City but it's nice for me to go back and visit and I think away clubs really like Norwich as a city and, and the vibe and um you know, and, and, and following Norwich away as well, you, you don't feel that hostility, which is great. You know, you can generally go and, and chat amongst opposition fans. Um, and it, it's, yeah, it's a good good club and it's good away day. I know a lot of clubs have kind of said they enjoy going to Norwich as well. So, no, I don't see it as, as, as a bad thing. Yeah, I, I've got to say, I always feel like they should be in the Premier League. And I know we're going to talk about Norwich being, I guess, the 20th or 21st best team in the country pretty much every year. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, don't know, something about the yellow kits. Carrow Road, I've been twice, class. But I, I feel like you need a team in a yellow kit in the league, in the best league, like Villarreal in Spain, Dortmund in Germany. It's something quite nice about it. Love the blue and green. Um, I think if we can bring that in, then we might have a chance of staying in the Premier League this year then, if, 
yellow kit has to stay. Yeah, exactly. You have to have a have to have a quota on certain kit colours. Interestingly, I read somewhere that uh, the Serie A have banned, I think it's green kits to help with colour blindness. Um, and I think there's a team, it might be Sassuolo, who basically have got to change their kit now. <laughs> it's oh, like wow. a thing they've introduced. Anyway, I doubt that's going to happen in the Prem, but that probably would be a good way of trying to keep Norwich in the league. Um, Johnny, we'll start with, I guess, the kind of biggest news coming out the last couple of weeks. And yeah, I don't know which one of us is going to do the stat about Smith's uh, consecutive games, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see where we get with that. But starting with Daniel Farker, yeah, how, how did you see this? Do you think it was the right move to move him on? Yes, to, to be honest, I think it was probably probably the right time. I, I didn't think Norwich were going to act when they did. Um, I thought after we, you know, the, the Chelsea defeat and um, the, the poor start that they kind of stuck with him, and I, I thought they were, I didn't really see this coming. But I do think it was the right decision. I think you know he he was great, great for the club, and you know with limited resources, he, he brought in some great talent that you know we've, we've made lots of money from. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing was he didn't really learn from the last time we were in the Premier League. We, we kind of went down a whimper then. So I, I was kind of thinking that hopefully he had learnt from coming back and it just seemed the same old story again this season. Um, so I think from that, he, you know, it wasn't like he was new to the Premier League and he should have known what, what we needed um, to, to kind of, you know... We, we know that it's going to be hard to compete, but, you know, it's it's not been a great start. So I think lessons haven't been learned so that they did, did need to act to make a change. Will he be remembered as sort of a good, good manager for Norwich? Will he be remembered fondly? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think Norwich fans will be... It, it, forever grateful for what he did the, the type of football that Norwich played um, in the championship uh, and, and the, the players and the young players that he's brought through as well you know Max Aaron we've, we've lost Jamal Lewis sold him but Todd Campwell signing of Emi Bandia um, the amount of goals that Norwich scored we, we were quite leaky at the back but the amount of 5-3 games or, and things like that in the championship was was really good and it was some of the best football that, that I've seen um, so yeah I think he will be, be forever when he first came, we, we, we really struggled in the championship and I think a few people were calling for him to, to go and the way he turned it round and to get us those two promotions um, were, were fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like the broader footballing world likes Daniel Farker a lot. I don't know if it's sort of his, his voice or his general demeanour, like he, he just seems to have a good vibe about him and... I think we'll go on and, and do good things wherever he goes. Interesting to know where he will go next. You know, if it's not overseas, it will probably be a championship team, I assume. Just that natural kind of step of, okay, he can clearly do it in that league. As you said, maybe didn't learn all the lessons from when you came up, um, what was it, three seasons ago now under him. But clearly has something about that division and getting teams playing good football. But it was a talented squad that you had last season, no doubt, that maybe hasn't quite transitioned into a really decent Premier League team. Whereas maybe with the right investment, it would have done. We will talk about the squad, signings, investment, you know, some of the talented young players you've, you've undoubtedly got. But Dean Smith now in charge. I mean, my gut feel is that this seems like a, a 
pretty decent appointment. But I'm, I'm very interested to hear your opinion, the Norwich fans' opinion. My gut feel is that he has improved most teams that he's been at, I think from Walsall to, to Brentford to Villa. But I'd be very interested to see how, yeah, how you guys read this one. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a safe bet for, for Norwich, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think you've got to consider the position we're in now, and realistically, you've, you've got to look at you know if he does manage to turn things around and stay in the league, great. He's got that experience, but then also he's he's got the experience the other way from from his time at Brentford, and Brentford did play um, great football, and he he did you know managed to sign some some great players um, and sold for profit as well, which is obviously a lot of what what people talk about Norwich at the moment. Um, so no, I do think it's a good appointment. I was a little bit worried when we were linked to Lampard because I'm not sure Lampard would have um, been the best appointment. So I think out of the two, I'm, I'm happy with Smith, I think from what Villa fans have said as well. I think Villa fans were very disappointed to see Smith go. I know he's a bit of a, a fan favourite there. But here, here, just you know, no end of good things from him. I think his problem, obviously, at Villa was he's given a lot of money, which then brings expectation instantly, doesn't it? So um, it might suit him being at a club like Norwich again, where you know he'll be given time, um, which is which is what I always like about Norwich. Barker could have gone in his first season, um, but Norwich give give the give managers time which um, is really important so no yeah he, from his first interview he came, comes across really well he's got that experience and, and seems determined but I think also realistically the, the other end of he's got the championship experience which uh, I know I'm sounding really pessimistic but uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on Drab you're five points from safety you can do this true well yeah it could be two points after the weekend oh, well. uh, I'm not <laughs> sure about that again that's sort of Speaking to that likeable point of, of Norwich, I don't reckon it would have been uh, the best appointment lamps coming in. Uh, whereas Dean Smith, I feel like, yeah, he can um, sort of bring the, the the broader footballing world behind Norwich staying up. Whereas I'm not sure that, that would have been the case if, if Lamps was in charge. I've heard rumours that effectively Frank Lampard knew he was out of the running and to save face was like... I'm, I'm out <laughs> because I think there was a meeting in Dubai or something that took place. I've read a little bit about it, but do you know anything on that? Yeah, I think there was a lot kind of came out that that Lampard had kind of yeah stepped away from 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 it. But it seems like as soon as Smith had, had um, been sacked, at Norwich contacted Smith within within a couple of days, and and I think they were taken away by already Smith's knowledge of the club. And the players and the, the kind of research that he went into, and I think um, hadn't Smith been sacked? Who who knows? You know, did did they know that Smith was you know on the verge potentially? Because obviously Norwich sacked Barker um, before the Brentford game. They they knew they were going to get rid of him. So mm. did they think Lampard? And then were they not impressed with him? Um, they're they're kind of what what's what's kind of being said at the moment. But yeah, I think it's um, Lampard, maybe to say face has kind of come out and said, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, ruling myself out. And then, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, fair. No, um, I actually caught a little bit of Dean Smith's first interview and he did the classic. So I think if, if a manager has been out of work for a little while, he's the normal, the go-to sort of saying is the wife was getting sick of me. But in this case, he's obviously been out of work for what, like a week. So he said, 
I think something on the lines of my wife couldn't bear to have me in the house. So it was like a sort of play on that normal cliche of, yeah, um, maybe. Nice, nice little trip to New York, I think, didn't he? And then he's, then he's come back ready for Norfolk. He so. did, yeah. That was quite sweet. He, um, is it his son that plays, plays football out there? Yeah, he went to visit his son. So, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, quick turnaround for him. But, yeah, I think... But from looking at it, he's always been in football, hasn't he? I think um, for, for his for his job. So I think that's a good thing as well because he's he knows the Premier League from, from this season. Obviously, knows you guys quite well. So I'll lead you on to that that stat. <laughs> yeah, who wants to do it, Jazz? We, we said this over WhatsApp. Who's done the stat? I've already tweeted it out via the marching in twi- Twitter handle. So like uh, you know, for listeners and followers of us, this is not a new stat. But Dean Smith is taking charge of consecutive Premier League matches in charge of different clubs that are facing the same team. And that is the first time it's happened in the Premier League. I did read there was a few sort of statos going on Twitter saying, has it ever happened? And I think in the 60s it happened in what was then Div 1. So, yeah, quite um, quite an interesting one. Um, we... We'll move into Saints. Do you I guess. remember? Do you remember? On sorry, do you remember me messaging you after the Saints Villa game, saying about Dean Smith is going to go? Yes, I do. So just wanted to get that in there. Just saying that. I yeah, felt you. Uh, I'm, I'm actually. I've got the messages up now. Uh, you actually were hanging on this half, and yeah, I um, I've watched the game back, and I think you were being a little bit, um, yeah, positive towards Villa. And in that sense, good win that Dean Smith under pressure. He went and now he's in charge of Norwich. Yeah, it is a yeah, it's a it's a strange one. I think he said, you know, I know how Southampton play or something. I mean, I think a lot of people know how we play. Uh, you know, I, I know how City and Liverpool play, but it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it, I'd fare well managing a team against them. Um, yeah, so we we visit Carrow Road on um, on Saturday. I think I want to talk. We'll talk a little bit about that game. Obviously, this is a Saints podcast. I also want to talk about the Norwich squad and maybe what you think Dean Smith will do with it. But for his first game in charge, what yeah, what are you predicting? What do you think will happen? Well, Norwich have tinkered with with uh, wing backs. Um, last game, well, last win was was four two three one, which I think Smith tended to to play a bit at Villa, didn't he? He did also try you know three at the back as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I tried the four-two-three-one, which I think Barker was just struggling and was just trying to, to find a formula. So I, I'd be interested to, to know what to go for. We, we're struggling for centre backs with, with injuries at the moment, so I think it's likelihood that we'll probably be a back back four um, because Han, Han, Hanley's out injured, Zimmerman's out injured, kind of our two centre halves in Quebec. We didn't play at Brentford. He's kind of been struggling with with illness as well, so. That only leaves us with with two fit centre half, so that kind of would answer that question. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and then obviously the the lone guys, you know, like Gilmore and and Williams. Um, Williams played last game, but Gilmore's obviously not been playing. Um, I think there's a bit of a, a dispute between Farker and, and Chelsea about Chelsea kind of almost demanding certain things and. Mm. I wasn't happy with that, um, which is a shame because Gilmore should, should walk into our team, really. Um, and then where, where we've lacked is, is oh, well, obviously we've been conceding shed a load of goals, but, you know, scored five goals this season. Um, 
So we've we've not really got got going forward. Campbell's been injured slash they say that you know he's been frozen out a bit. Yeah, um, what is going on there? I was th- I, I I was having a little think about the squad just going into this, and um yeah, I think the Gilmore one is interesting, and I appreciate you, you work for Chelsea Football Club. I'm not expecting any uh, yeah sort of breaking news from this in terms of your insight, Drabs, but it would be interesting to get your take on on that situation because I also watched. I, I sacked off England, San Marino. I watched Scotland the other night and um, he was just class. He was so, so, so good. And um, yeah, I think commentators, and it was Ali McCoyst on, on commentary, just saying how, you know, Norwich must have some midfield. I know Matthias Norman's come in and done a pretty good um, job, but surely there's room for Gilmore. But yeah, Campwell, what, what's, uh, what is the story there? Yeah, well, there was always when players are injured, you always get a bit suspicious, and then then you hear that he's been training with the under twenty threes. So I, I think with Campwell, we, we've had had this issue before with him and Farker, kind of wanting a move. So when we when we got relegated to Championship, um, him and Buendia kind of got frozen out because I think they they wanted to move, but the club was saying that there wasn't any any bids on the table. So I don't know if something similar. Has materialised. I think Farker's always been quite strong. Where if he's noticed that there's a, a bad egg or um, for discipline, he's not been afraid. Despite you know him probably being our most creative and, and best player in the attacking third, um, he did that with Brendier as well. And then he got them both back in the fold, and then they ended up excelling in the championship that year. But mm. yeah, it seems like there's a breakdown of relationship. Um, He's kind of been saying to the media that it's been injury, but um, you kind of always get a little bit suspicious with that sometimes. Um, but it'd be great to see if, you know, Dean Smith can can get him back in, in the fold. Uh, it's something that, that we lack. Like you mentioned, Mateus Norman has, has been probably our standout um, standout player, scored scored against Brentford, which, which was really good. So hopefully he can kick on now but yeah we, we definitely need because we've kind of had Kieran Dowell which is probably a he is probably a, is a championship um player that, pretty that, good wasn't he last, last yeah he, yeah yeah he was he was good but probably say he, he is probably more more of a championship player and in, 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 at this level you do notice it whereas Campbell obviously last time in the Premier League stood out scored scored lots of goals which is what we need and, and assists um Sheikha as well we've got through from Kosovo he's Shows a bit of potential, but he's just a little bit lightweight. Um, and but he's he's got that pace. And I think actually for once, an ex-Saints player who's a pundit, it doesn't always talk a lot of sense. Jamie Redknapp, when he um, did the did the Norwich Leeds game, kind of listened back to, to what he said and he just said that Norwich lacked pace in the final third, which I think he, he kind of hit the nail on the head with that because Pookie doesn't, you know, he's not blistering pace. He's quite good over over five yards. But then you've got kind of Dowell, Norman, uh, Kenny McLean, and Rashika. Mm. Rish- you know, it, it kind of offers that a little bit. But you know, he's still adapting to, to to the Premier League. But he is one that I think Farker saw that would develop, like we did with Wendia, etc. But um, yeah, it's, it's goals are, are the issue, and um, yeah, we, we signed the American Josh Sargent, who I don't know if you saw that that chance against. Oh, mate! Pretty much sums sums it up, really. <laughs> I actually could. I like, I've I've watched it. I've seen it a few times actually. I just I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> like how I mean, I can't remember who clears it off the line for Brighton. I mean, I I use the kind of phrase "clear it off the line" quite loosely because he could have literally just stopped the ball 
had a look around. He still whacks it out. I know when you're on the line, that's probably what you've got to do, but he could have just really chilled out. He did Sergeant a bit of a favour, I think, by how dramatic he made it look when he Yeah, he did. Home. It, it was just, like, oh, I was like, Jesus, chill out. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, so he's he's very raw. And I think that probably sums up the Norwich team. There's, there's a lot, you know, there's, there's a lot of youth and it's just quite raw, um, you know, um, and yeah, but it's just not quite clicked yet. So hopefully Smith can can do that. And then in general, you know, good timing now in January, he gets a bit of a chance over over the coming months to look at the squad and, and see if then he can kind of add a bit more firepower because we can't rely on Puki um to, to score all our goals really. And he's he's not, you know, the type of player that he was, but he, you know, he did set really good standards for us. So um yeah. I'd probably say that your assessment of the squad is very fair. I mean, I look, I look through most of the names on it and I just broadly feel like it's not quite Premier League quality. And that, you know, I appreciate you talk about maybe Farker not learning the lessons. And I know Stuart Weber is pretty hands-on at the club and, and the club's investment you know, wasn't bad over the summer, but it's actually bringing in those players that are that are proven at this level. You know, the likes of Josh Sargent, Rashika, even Ozan Kabak, who who I thought looked okay for Liverpool. I know he's not that sort of commanding centre half, but I think we'll probably you know turn into a pretty good centre back at, at at a good level. Um, you know, players like Matthias Norman, that I'm sure they are going to kick on and have not bad careers, whether that's in the Premier League or beyond. But are they the sort of players that are going to keep you up? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, uh, I think that's it. And. It's we're too easy to play against. You know, we're a nice team. We, we play nice football, which don't get me wrong, it, it's great. But you just we just I just want a six foot four, six foot five, big centre midfielder that's just going to put himself about and put in a few tackles and not be afraid. But you know, we, we go, you know, we play against some teams where we want to try and get in their faces, and we're just a nice, pretty team. And was like, oh no, it's yeah, they look all right on the ball, they play well, but you you also you want that kind of ugly side that that Burnley side not to you know yeah to, to be able to kind of mix it up every now and then as well and um yeah it's um frustrating really but um I think you need an Oriol cool. Romeo right yeah exactly yeah and yeah. you know I, he might have I don't, you know, don't know what same times we thought of him but I think when he um it's it, people like that are, are a bit underrated and you do notice it when you don't out people like that at your club because um especially when you're playing against some of some of the teams where you're not going to have as much of the ball you need to need to put it about not just just yeah he he's just the best at getting those little tactical bookings i may i've you know i've seen you on a tuesday night down bermondsey i think you'd probably take up take a few tactical bookings in your time um uh, but yeah, but I think Saints fans and most listeners will empathise with this. If he gets an early booking, you are you're sweating on it the whole game <laughs> uh, because you know he's he, that's his natural game to think. If someone's gone by me, I'll just nick him. And you know, even Will Prowse has got a little bit of that as well. So I think we have got that bite in central midfield that maybe you lack. It's a bit, um, bit know how as well, Luke. You know, when you slow the game down or when to, we just seem so naive. And I think that's just always been Norwich. Just, just naive as, as a fan over the years so uh, yeah and you just can't beat that experience can you like Wolf Prowse has obviously been in the Prem for, for a while and, and you know Mayo probably learned bits from Chelsea as well and, and yeah. as well there and you know and then to be able to bring some some of these youngsters or these, these players from overseas in to embed them within that but I don't think within Norwich's culture 
we've got anyone to to kind of lead lead from that. Uh, mm. Yeah, is it? I think the Norwich squad. I, I saw the kind of average age of squads in the Premier League, and it's certainly one of the younger um, squads. I think out of the playing eleven, Saints might be second or third. Um, Arsenal's is is certainly up there as well in terms of the youngest, but. Yeah, I think I, I look at some of the older heads in the Norwich squad as well, and I'm like, oh, God, are they, are they still knocking about, you know, your Grant Hanley's, your Kenny McLean's? I was like, fuck. You know. Hanley, you man marked Harry Kane out of the, out of the Euros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's that sort of um, player that you touched on it with maybe someone like a, a Dowell or even a, even a team of Pookie. This might be doing a disservice to Pookie, but players that are very good at championship level but they're in that sort of abyss of they'll probably never make it at the Premier League level. So, yeah, fair. Um, you haven't yet given me a prediction for Saturday, Jabs, before we move into... Yeah, I want to talk about Gilmore, actually, because as I said, I, I, just a player that I really like. Um, you know, I think a lot of Chelsea fans are excited about him. I think, you know, Scottish fans love him already and he he's dominating some games at a decent international level. Um, so first things first, prediction for Saturday. Then we'll chat a little bit on Gilmore. We might even talk about what you do with Chelsea as well, which which I think will be interesting for listeners. Prediction for Saturday, oof. I think, you know, it's a tough one for you guys with it being the new manager. Um, you know, you tend to always get a bit extra out, don't you? So I will go for, I'm actually going to go um, 2-1 Norwich. Um, it'll be a late Kieran Dow stunner now after we've said that he's a championship player. I think Adam Armstrong will put you one up because obviously we couldn't compete with your firepower and finances to, to, to sign him. So he'll score in, in silence, silence the crowd and then, then Dean Smith will galvanise them at, at half time and then there'll be a turnaround and he'll be our saviour. And then, then from here on, we will um, we'll be marching up. Oh. Another what's another two one win. Go on, say say that what's, again. What's your prediction? I think we'll win. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll win. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'll go two one the other way. I don't think we'll, we'll keep a clean sheet. I I will go Pookie to bag for Norwich, and I think Armstrong will score again. Then I might go Redmond. Yeah, I will go Redmond. Actually, he always seems to. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'd say I'd say Redmond. I saw, I think Project Restart, when you had an awful time of it, I think you lost all 10 games, did you not, after Project Restart? And we played you first in Project Restart, and it was like a bit weird. Um, no fans. I think it was the first game sort of getting used to it. It might have been one of the first games that's, that kicked off Project Restart, and we won 3-0, and it was just like, this is the most weird football match thing I've ever seen. It felt like a training game. Um, Norwich were awful. It felt so easy to score. And Redmond's goal, which wraps up the, the 3-0 win, is just bizarre. Like, Cruel doesn't really even dive. Um, yeah, just a, a strange game. But I think I think we'll do it. I'm going Armstrong and, and Redmond to bag. So we're agreeing on goals galore, but that's, that's about it. Exactly. Yeah. BTTS. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of... We haven't we haven't got long left, Jabs, but we'll go into uh, yeah Gilmore the situation there. So you yeah. said that that Farker and, and Chelsea there might be sort of a situation where he was putting his foot down a bit, where Chelsea was saying, "Oh, we we you know part of the agreement was that you play more games." Is that right? Yeah, well, it's it, it's a funny one because there was him 
so him and Brandon Williams that we've got from Man U, that, that there was a quote that Farkas, I think they both got left. Williams came straight into the team. Obviously, Gilmore started and was playing all the, all the time and all the cup games and, and was impressing. Um, and then, then all of a sudden, they kind of stopped playing. So I think it, then there was some, some comments from Farker that, that was saying we're not to be kind of dictated to by their parent club. My priority is to keep Norwich in the Premier League. So I don't know if that's then where he's playing, position, or if they're not happy with how Norwich are performing or, or what. But yeah, it was, it was really, really bizarre then to see, you know, Gilmore is, is clearly um, good enough to, to get into Norwich's his starting 11, as, as is Williams at, at fullback. So Williams did come back in at the weekend. It'll be, be really interesting to see what happens this, this weekend. Um, but yeah, Gilmore, McLean and Norman, for me, are kind of our three central midfielders that so um yeah very, very interesting so I thought Tuchel and Farker were, had quite a good relationship mm. from the days in, in Germany but yeah um be interesting to see what happens this weekend if he's straight back in the team then obviously it's something with, with Farker that that, that happened but. yeah it's an interesting one because we we Saints obviously have a pretty good working relationship with Chelsea in the fact that we've taken Livermento, we took Simeu, who was another um, youngster, um, on permanent deals, but we also took Brozier as well on the loan deal. And there were some rumours circulating that uh, Chelsea have the uh, ability to basically call back uh, Brozier, but the rumour was also circulating that they might just scrap the deal with Norwich for Gilmore if he's not getting game time and, and you know, move him on somewhere else or get him within the, the first team squad under Tuchel. So, yeah, um, it is a, a kind of strange situation. Um, but I, I can only think that given the ability and given maybe Smith could come in and, and want to, yeah, what's that cliche that all new managers say? It's a clean slate for everyone, right? You know, yeah. you think about Campwell and, and Gilmore in this situation, I, I would say that, yeah, I can only imagine their playing time will go up. Yeah, and if not, then yeah, Chelsea would be well within their rights to, to get him back in January. And he should be playing. He's at that age, isn't he, where, where he should be playing. So I can imagine it's, it's frustrating. Um, yeah, indeed. Um, it's been class talking all things Norwich, but I think the listeners will be relatively interested in, uh, I say relatively, I don't want to do you a disservice, Jobs. So we'll, we'll see how interesting they find this. But you're, you're employed in the world of football. And I know you've done uh, work with Lincoln City um, before, given that's where you're from, but you now work at, at Chelsea Football Club. Can you explain a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so it's, it's um, so I work for the foundation, so the charity side, uh, charity arm of the football club. Um, so we work in the community, um, which we, we work in local secondary schools to Chelsea and, and in Surrey as well. And it's built around kind of well-being and resilience for young people. So we, we have people that go in full time and, and work with, with secondary school students around and their emotional well-being and, and resilience and, and things like that. So obviously there are some some obviously very rewarding job um, and we work work closely with those that, that, that play in the football side as well um, and, and based at Stamford Bridge. So it's it's nice. It wasn't so nice when Chelsea beat Norwich 7-0 um, <laughs> working there, but um, <laughs> Lisa, saw, Lisa saw lots of goals. That, that, that was about it. But, um, yeah, yes, that's that's a little bit about. Nice, and you have you've worked you worked at Lincoln City before. Moving yeah, to so that, that yeah came came from Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, to, to come to Chelsea. So summer summer transfer. Yeah, nice, big big money move, no doubt. Uh, 
How much of the Imps have you watched uh, this season? Yeah, I've watched, watched quite a bit of them, so still follow them. Like my dad um, and eldest brother, season ticket holders, so um, catch up with them and, and, and manage to, to get back and, and watch a few games. Because obviously we've got, we've got a Saints player leading the line for the, for the Imps at the moment. <laughs> yeah, how, um, I guess that was where my question was going. Any, any scouting notes for us? How's he getting on? <sighs> a little bit underwhelmed because I think he came... Um, and I remember seeing loads of Saints fans saying, you know, surprise, we're let, loading him off because he stopped was kind of on, on the fringes. Um, and I know he, he made a few appearances, but, you know, he's, he, he's a big lad. I'd say he's not maybe an actual goal scorer. He, he, he leads the line. I think he's got a lot to kind of learn. Um, he, he kind of has come with a few injuries and he's just starting to get a few kind of games now. I suppose his big impact was that he scored Um away at Wigan who have been flying high when mm. kind of won there but I think we expect a little bit bit more from him he's got all the attributes and I think it's just a case with any player that kind of link can get on loan from, from maybe probably used to playing under 23s football it's getting him up to speed I think Appleton's the right guy that, that will sort him out so no doubt come the end of the season that, that he will he'll only get better and better um, yeah nice I think the gut feel probably at Saints was that he wouldn't cut it at Premier League level yet. As you say, he does have certainly the the physique and some of the attributes needed to make a yeah kind of that step up. Um, but yeah, it's men's football, isn't it, in League One? And I, I think it, it will do players like that um, a world of good going down to that level. Um, Johnny, it's been great to talk. Uh, I, I will f- finish off with um, something. Yeah, me and you are battling out the top of our FPL league. Um, yeah. Any any moves ahead of the weekend? It's a good point. I've, I've got an issue with my goalkeeper because he got sent off at the weekend. Right. Okay. Last weekend, Sanchez. You, you surely haven't got any Norwich players in there. Um, I do actually. What? I've got, and I'm losing to you. I've got Pookie. Um, funny enough, because my team name is Pookie Blinders. I guess you have to. You have I to stay like, true to the name. Don't you? And I did see with our winner fixtures when we had Brentford, and then we've got you guys at home. No disrespect, but I thought if he if he yeah. can't bag me a few points in those two games, he's going to have to go. And he, he scored at Brentford, so do I do I make him captain this week? Especially after on the pod as well. And you know, you've said he's going to score despite us losing. So um, yeah, fair enough. All right, well, I certainly won't. Salah, though, isn't it? Livermento is he going to be fit? Because he's in my team. He is. He's uh, he's in training. Um, I've had him since the start of the season. I, I want to call it out for listeners. Uh, he was going to be like a non-playing lad on the bench. And then first game against Everton, he played and was class. So, uh, yeah, hell of, a, hell of a little signing he was. Um, yeah, I had Armstrong last week, um, which uh, was a nice little differential. Um, finally got his shooting boots on. Nice, yeah. I think it's hard to look past Salah captain, really, isn't it? Where whoever they play, or... kind of, yeah. I, I, they've they've got Arsenal this weekend, right? I think Arsenal, yeah. they're all normally quite solid. So interesting one. We'll uh, we'll, we'll see how we fare. Um, yeah. Johnny, absolute delight to have you on. Thank you very much for for joining me. Uh, I'm very hopeful that you don't get three points on Saturday, but that Norwich do stay in the Premier League. Thanks very much. Cheers, Luke. Cheers, Johnny.